0: You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 73. We have James Day with us today, really cool interview, we're talking about how he's gone viral, we're talking about goal setting and how, you know, when when you go viral or something like that A lot of the times there's actually a process. So you come up with an idea, then you're building a team, you got to put it all together, you got to pull it off, you got to make it happen and then see what the results are. So because this month I'm trying to really hone in on success habits and goal setting, today I'm really wrapping around goal setting on the smaller goals. If you have some wild dreams for 2021, something that you want to do, something you want to bring to life then I think this episode is going to be really valuable for you. Hey, before we dive in, I have the six-figure business map launching on the 18th of January 2021. So it's not too far away. It's about a month away and we are organizing some really cool stuff for it. So I want to make it a bit of an event. We're going to have guest speakers. I'm going to do some milestone awards. We're going to... Even if you're not going to sign up to the Six Figure Business Map, there's going to be tons of free education for you. And, um, yeah, you know us. We're always trying to push the envelope and do something different. And I think... I just want to start off the year 2021 with a bit of a bang and and really have a good time, bring the community back together and welcome the people that have been waiting so long to jump onto the business map as well and um, really bring the community together, which is really cool. On another note, actually next weekend, um, we are having a business map Christmas party and because everyone's all around the world, we're doing um, two different Christmas parties two different time zones and we're doing it over zoom and it's going to be themed there's going to be drinks there's going to be things so that's really cool as well i just love seeing community come together even when you're not in person so that's all that's all for today if you wanted to say hi to me if you want to share this podcast episode of course jump over to my dms on instagram at jialong.com always happy to hear from you i've been getting so many amazing emails so many messages these last couple of weeks if you're on my mailing list this week, I sent out quite a few emails with tips in regards to money and um, goals and things like that. And so many of you, you guys have been, you know, replying. And sometimes when you reply, you say, Oh, I'm not sure if I should be replying to this email. But trust me, I read every single email and I reply to every single email. So jump on and absolutely say hello. So without further ado, let's talk to James Day. Yeah. with James Day from Wollongong, Australia, and James has been around for actually a long time. Um, I don't, actually don't know how long you've been around for, James, but as long as I've been a wedding photographer, I have known about you and I've seen you all over the place and different projects that you've worked on and stuff. So, hey, welcome to the show today, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, mate. Hey, can you um, introduce yourself and I will actually want to know like how you made your break because I don't actually know
1: how you became a wedding photographer and what your, what your journey has been so far. Sure, well, as I said, my name's James, and I am a wedding photographer of would be seventeen years now, so I've been doing it for a little while. Wow. Um, sort of seen a lot of people come and go in that time. Um, so yeah, and, and i'm I'm at the point now where I'm trying to work out, oh, will I do this for the rest of my career or is there something else around the corner? I'm not not too sure, but how I made my break was your question. Uh, and I would say, um i could I could answer this in so many different ways because I mean, it wasn't just a it wasn't a straightforward journey. Um but what i what I would say is um well, right now, in the room I'm in, I'm surrounded by little reminders of my dad. So my dad was my my inspiration when I first got started. Um, and I guess one of the reasons why he is such a big part and why I mentioned him early on, I lost him when I was fourteen, and that really shaped who I am and I guess the ferocity at which I approached photography. So uh, when I was a younger kid, like younger than 14, before I lost my dad, my dad used to take me along to camera clubs. And then um, that was sort of our bonding thing. And he would travel a lot with his work. Um, and he was he basically taught accounting and financial management for a university, but would travel the world speaking at conferences. And he'd take me with him. So I got used to traveling as a really young kid. And one of the things we used to do together was, um, take photos. So, and we took it a little bit more seriously. It wasn't just like travel snaps kind of thing, happy snaps. Um, he had his professional SLR, which I still actually have sitting behind me right now. Um, and I said, I lost him at 14 and so I inherited all his camera gear and, um, never really thought weddings were going to be my thing. Um, but I didn't know. I just love photography. Um, but what I do know is that, um, on my dad's deathbed, literally the night before he passed away, he was in the hospital. And I said, dad, what do you wish you did with your life? Like, what, do you have any regrets kind of thing? And he said, "Oh, I don't, I wish I didn't have a job that basically, well, he said, he, he said to me, don't get a desk job, go find something you love and get out there and meet people and have fun. And so, and I said, well, what do you wish you did? And he said, I wish I was a photographer or a cameraman. And I'm like, ah, right so that little hobby thing wasn't just you know just for fun you kind of wish you would made more of it so from the age of 14 I had this idea I'd be photographing potentially professionally one day so from about the age of 15 or 16 I started taking on professional-ish jobs doing a terrible job of it but working towards becoming a photographer so yeah man that's a
0: powerful story there's not many people that actually get to ask their parents that question especially at that exact moment and um
1: geez
0: i wish i could have asked my dad that
1: yeah look great a little blessing that i was able to have that i had a chance i had a about an hour where he came to so he'd been um basically unconscious for a few days before that and then um he came to for about an hour and i remember there were people in the room praying for him and i said look this is all well and good but um now that he's with it um can I just have an hour with my dad because I thought I like I just had this feeling this was going to be my last chance to be able to do this and somehow was mature enough to ask him some important questions which have guided me through life um and so that's what I'm left with and and so for me photography's been more than just about like it hasn't really been a business as such and, and that's something where I've, um, I've missed lots of opportunities over the years because I've, I've never really seen it as a, as a business. It's been a lifelong kind of passion that I've followed rather than, Hey, how can I make money Say on this? That's never really been a massive focus for me. So, but it's meant that I've, I've kept doing it because for me, it hasn't just been about money. I've been fortunate to make money, but that's been a byproduct of just being so passionate about the craft and about the lifestyle of, um, yeah. Pursuing photography.
0: Man, I, I always say like, I mean, money is just unexciting, right? And the thing is like entrepreneurs that get the biggest rewards are the ones that show up and they do it with love and with passion. They'll do it for free and they'll do it over and over Mm. and they do it for themselves. And they're the ones that always get rewarded the most. And the people that try and chase the money, like you said at the start, like people, you've seen people come and go, because if you wanted to make money, there's tons of different ways that you can do it that are so much easier, and this is, you know, not the way
1: to do that. I I believe. Yeah, and it's if if we're talking about wedding photography, which is obviously what what we sort of specialize in, um, mm-hmm. it's such a personal thing. It's it's a day where, like, I, I've I, I work occasionally with people in the industry who you can tell that this is this is a job. It's not a passion. It's a yep. job. And and they're there simply to make money, and um and it frustrates the hell out of me because this is a this is a day and that you're basically being invited to be their mate who really gives a crap on the day and saying, you know what, I'm going to give more of a crap than anyone else on your day, and I'm going to notice every single thing that I can notice, and I'm going to um make people feel hold, good, but hold hold this day in really high esteem and show you that you know what this is a big deal. So much of a big deal. I'm going to be searching so hard for these moments that are happening, um, and I think if you're seeing it as a business, you're, you're going to kind of go, "Well, what's the minimum I can get away with?" Mm. So it is different, different mindset. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, like I'm, I'm being, like I'm obviously speaking in real um, contrasting ways. But like, it's not. Um, there's obviously people out there who can do both really well but for me as i said i've i've never really pushed as hard as i could have um in some in some ways so yeah yeah yeah.
0: i mean i know for me like i i am very business-minded but with my intent is always like hey i'm best serving my clients like i'm gonna Mm -hmm. i can work for them for free i've shot weddings for free i shot a wedding last month for free um you know, because it was like a deeper story that, you know, I wanted to be part of and and I loved it. But at the same time, I'm like, I also want to help my friends and family because, you know, us growing up, there was times when, I would go to school and and I was wearing my dad's clothes or or hand-me-downs and stuff and I was embarrassed and you know our car and stuff was always like drop me off around the corner I don't don't want people coming over to our house and all that kind of stuff and I'm like I've got this deep-seated thing of like that's not what I want and if I'm bringing value to people's lives and I am impacting people's lives like I do want to be rewarded for it as well so I can continue to to bring that passion and
1: not feel burned out and I think that's really important for me yeah absolutely and and i think the other the other part of it is to that to do our jobs well we often do need to be paid well um because mm-hmm. if if we're not paid well um we're probably going to have to find other stuff to fill our time absolutely <laughs> I, I if i if i wasn't paid well doing this i'd be you know stacking shelves or doing something to you know, fill in you fill know, your attention
0: the somewhere else. Yeah,
1: and I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that excite me and make me a better photographer. Like we we're, were talking before, um, before we got started, say, talking about projects, and and I think that basically being paid well has allowed me to have time to put into some of those projects, and those are the things that have made mm-hmm. me a better photographer.
0: Man, it is so true. And hey, here's another really good example. I do um, my business coaching and it's uh, it it pays me really well. And pe- people that can afford and they want to dive in deeper with me uh, pay me. And that means that I have the freedom to not chase money everywhere. And it means I can sit on a podcast like this and talk with you. It means I can bring people as much free content as I can, like the people that can't afford to pay and, and they want to still level up and, and it means I can do projects without going like, Oh my God, like where's the, how am I going to pay for tonight's meal sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important to be able to create that income. So then you can creatively be free, you know,
1: not, not hung up on like trying to chase the next lead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what's, what's coming up next for you, dude? Like, what are you working on right now? Oh man, I'm always working on everything. Uh- <laughs> I know. Well, like You've got to saying, you know, you've, you, I guess, have the ability to do some of this stuff. Like, I, I know for me, I'm trying to work mm-hmm. out like, what what, what are my next projects? So I've, it's, it's been one of those years where it's like, oh, I should have been spending more time working out what's next. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but I've spent just a lot of time in the garden <laughs> and cooking and eating. <laughs> That's good, man. Like you got to get in your own flow.
0: And I think for myself is um, I never think about what's next. And so many people have asked me lately, like, oh, you've done this and done this. What's next? And I'm not actually chasing anything. I'm like, man, to be honest, I'm in my flow. And that's the most important thing. And so the flow just means like, I feel good about doing this project. Yeah, let's do it. It's going to make money, who knows, might lose money. And with the summit that I just did, like literally, the conversation was around like, hey, I've got $75,000 to invest. And then I was like brainstorming with um, Morgan and a couple other people and we're like, Hey, you're probably going to lose that. I'm like, yeah, I actually probably will. But the thing is, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not chasing things for like any reason. I'm like, Hey, let's, let's have some fun though, man. Let's Mm. try something. Let's try something different. So it's not like a proven formula of like next I'm going to take over and do this. I'm like, Hey, whatever we feel good about, like, let's do it, man. There's nothing holding us back.
1: (laughs) and I love that. Um. With the with the talks from the summit, was there anything that you got out of it that made you want to try something different? Like did you learn something from someone where you're like, lo- ooh. Uh,
0: you know what? Like I'm I'm always learning from not what people say, but then it's more so like the way that people hold themselves, present their why and like things like that. So mm. I was really interested by how everyone presented so totally differently. Uh, they brought a different story, they have a different viewpoint. And I like the way that they connected with the community. And I'm very much an observer, I just observe all these type of things It's it's actually the way that I can come up with ideas like the summit or, you know, anything like that, because I'm like observing, not just in our industry, but like sort of everywhere. And I love learning that way. I'm, I'm like a sponge. So yeah, I absolutely learn a lot. I learn a lot from myself as well, like things that I shouldn't have done. And things I could yeah. do better and all that kind of stuff. So I'm on that journey, of course.
1: That's awesome. Like all
0: of us. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so I know that you have worked on a whole bunch of projects um, yeah. and I've watched your projects flourish and, you know, I'm sure you've done stuff that hasn't taken off and you've done stuff that has taken off. And I want to talk to you today about, because this this uh, month I'm talking a lot about like uh, success habits and goal setting and stuff like that. And mm. with you particular, I want to talk about how you get, an idea and then get the project up and running from an idea to actually making it happen to actually hitting the success milestones of like actually getting stuff out to the world and getting people to notice because it's not an easy thing to do. And it's actually something that everyone tries to crack, of course. Um, so if people don't know, can you tell us a little bit about a couple of projects that you have done recently that have gone, you know, pretty viral in our community?
1: Yeah, look, I, I can, I can reflect on one in particular that, um, I was actually thinking about yesterday. Um, it was, it was for my friend Steph and Rob. So Steph, um, is an old friend from Armidale, which is where I grew up in New South Wales, awesome little country town. Um, and Steph went to my high school and Steph bought a car from me once. And, um, I'd photographed Steph before. Anyway, she called me and she was like, Hey, I'm, I'm getting married. Um, can we talk budget? And I'm like, sure, $0, let's go. Um, and I, I asked her a bit about what had been happening for her since, um, since I'd last photographed her because I photographed her, uh, when shortly after she'd been diagnosed with, um, with something that was basically taking away her eyesight. And so I knew that that was like, the update probably wasn't going to be so positive because I knew that it was something that was slowly going to take away her eyesight completely. Um, so I just said, Hey, like what's been happening for you there? And, and she's just like, yeah, look, I've, I've got no usable eyesight left. And what I do have left is actually just kind of annoying. It's just these bright white lights whenever I accidentally look towards something too bright. Um, and it's, it's blinding and it's, it's uncomfortable basically. Um, so I said, Steph, like, this is a pretty crazy story. And and I, I really want to be able to tell it, but I don't want your money, but, but I want, um, I really want to be able to share your story. And I've, I want to come up with some ideas of how we can do that in a unique kind of way, but I'll need your blessing before we get started. Um, and she's like, Oh, absolutely. Like, and I knew she was from what I'd seen on social media and stuff. She was the kind of person where she was really keen to share her story. And so, um, for Steph, I realized that what I wanted to do was in some ways something that was multi-sensory because I was like, how does a wedding photographer photograph a blind person's wedding? Like how do, how do I, at the end of the day, give her something back that she can appreciate? Cause often, you know, when, when you're photographing someone like there are fun times, but there's also times when, you know, like they probably prefer to be doing something else, but you're like, Hey, can we stand here and take these pretty pictures? Um, and so I was like, there'll be no, there's going to be nothing on the other side to kind of say, Hey, thank you so much for putting up with me with my crazy idea or whatever it was. Right. And I was like, that's not cool. That's not fair. Like in the end, at the end of the day, I'm going to be taking photos, but I'm going to be giving nothing back. And, and I wasn't happy with that, but also realized with what I wanted to do, I was going to need help. So, um, I basically put together a team of people and with everything that I've sort of done projects wise, I've realized that if I just do what I can, then it's going to be pretty miserable. <laughs> it's going to be pretty average sort of an effort because the the talent and the skill that I have as an individual is going to be um, lacking in comparison to if I bring a whole bunch of different people together. Mm. So I, was, I was able to work with, and and I mean, there's another project I've done a few years ago where I, was able to put together and I say I was, I mean, I barely did anything. I just had the idea and kind of oversaw it. Um, but we, we as a team put together an album for, um, a couple as they like, it basically was handed to them before the end of the night. So we handed them a finished product wedding album. Um, and so with the help of a lot of people we were able to do that. And so I've always been quite passionate about, um, about the tangible, about actually giving people something that they can enjoy. Um, and I know you are too, John, and I know you've been really influential um, in this industry with helping people um, be able to implement albums and 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 sell a really beautiful product. And so for me that's also been something that I've been quite passionate about Um and so, both of the pro- both of the projects that have sort of come to mind here are the uh, are ones that are to do with albums. And I said for one of them, it was putting together an album on the same day, and then in the next one, it was putting together um, a sensory album with sound, with scent, with texture, um, and, and with meaning. With um, actually getting family members involved in helping to to create more meaning. Um, so that so I'd say that sort of the takeaway from, from some of that is realizing that um, with a team, you can do so much more. And, Mm. and I think the goal, even though um, it might have made me look good in a way, people like, as in potential clients, might be like, Hey, we want the guy who did that thing. I think my goal was always finding other people's talents and making them look good and letting them shine. Um, And so, that's basically what we did. I kind of went, well, hey, Sean from Lemon Tree Film House, you're really good with recording audio and visual, like video. So I'm going to need your help recording some audio. Hey, Kyle from Vision Art, I need your help to put together a multi-sensory album. And he, um, and just a little shout out to Kyle. Holy crap. Like, you know, Kyle as well, obviously. Yeah, so. he's amazing. I went to him and I said, I, I want to somehow incorporate audio into an album and you know I I think Jai you're probably a little bit like me you you want to go all out like when you do something yeah like all right (laughs) how to make this so stupidly over the top that like I I don't walk away going oh I wish I also did this oh I wish I also did Mm. this it for me it's meant that I haven't done as many things but when I've done something I've gone all out and so when I have this uh expectation from other people. And it's, it's crap a lot of the time, but I have this expectation that other people will do it too. And so I get let down when I'm like, oh man, this person didn't put their heart and soul into it. But Kyle went above and beyond and literally was working away at the busiest time of year, like, um, in December, early December, uh, 2018, putting together, um, like literally soldering together parts that, hadn't been soldered together before to be able to create an audio device that was inbuilt into the album, into every single spread. So he didn't just do this once, he did this multiple times because he wasn't happy with the idea that, um, one day the album would be like the audio in the album, um, wouldn't be able to be played because the battery would run out. So he's like, I'm going to inbuilt a wireless charger into every spread, just crazy stuff like that, where I'm just, Wow. Uh, it makes me so. It just brings me so much joy that there's people out there who will just be like, "All right, I hear your idea. That's great, but dude, we can do even better." Like, and for the benefit of someone else, um, because Steph and yeah, Rob in this totally. didn't pay a cent. Like, I think in total it probably cost us all about thirty grand to do this to put together this album for for them. But um, yeah, that was just just a lot of fun, and I think the thing is um. It brought me so much joy. I made absolutely nothing from it. I lost money. Like it cost me money to make this thing. Um, but it just brought me so much joy and it's kept me going. Mm. So it's given me almost the fuel to, to still be shooting after 17 years, doing crazy things like this.
0: Yeah, man. I I resonate with everything you're saying so much. And I've got so many questions and things I want to like touch on there, but like, I mean, you know, so many people, when I, when I did the summit, people were reaching out to me saying like, how can you call yourself a business coach if you're going to run something that's going to lose your money? And I think people forget that we're creatives and it's never about the money, man. It's like, Hey, like, how can we do something? Like I would do the same thing. Like how can I invest whatever into creating something that's way better than I could possibly ever do with the, with the people around me that, you know, can do better than what I can do. And I think that's so, so important. But I think, um, one of the first things I want to ask you and dive in, and I know the listeners really want to hear this. Um, as creative entrepreneurs, we tend to do everything ourselves, and we believe that we're the only people that can do things as good as we can, or we have the we're the only people with the vision, or with the ideas, or the execution, or the passion, or whatever it is. So when you come up with an idea like this, so it's the first thing that you think like, how can I reach out to like minded people? that will share a vision and that will get equal amount of, um, what's the word, fulfillment from something like this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, for me, it was about building that team because, and, and I was reaching out to people and some of the people I reached out to, because I had some other ideas of different ways I wanted to add to this and the people couldn't get excited about it. Um, mm. There's one, and I'm not going to mention, and it's no one in our industry, it's completely unlinked. But there was uh, one person I went to, who didn't understand what we were trying to achieve so much that they're upset that I was suggesting that they get involved in a non-paying job, and I was like, "That's totally fine. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to get something out of you for me." Uh, and quickly backed out, and I'm like, "All right, that didn't go down so well." Um, and then you know, totally. then, there's, then there's other people where you know, as you're sort of saying, they there was so much fulfilment. Um, because of who they are as people, they're like, you know what, this will bring me joy if I get involved in this. And, and luckily i found the right people. Um, but I think you also touched on, um, this idea of doing everything yourself. Um, like for me, outsourcing my editing is something that I've been doing for years. And so many people are like, how do you do that? How do you hand that over? And I'm like, uh, there's people out there who are better than I am at editing. So I let them do it. (laughs) Um, and there's things that only I can do. And in the same way with this, um, with this project, say for Steph and Rob, um, if I tried to do all this myself and I tried to put an album together myself, it would have been crap. But if you can leave, if you can basically just find, all right, you're the pro in that job in that field. You're the pro in that field. Can we team up? Then it's going to be so much better than anything. Yeah, be
0: absolutely.
1: I always say like, you know, I um, hire people and I've got
0: Morgan's my right-hand man and he helps me like I couldn't do what I do without him. Uh, he brings his passion and stuff and then I've got my virtual assistant and I've got other people. Morgan's literally texted me right now like let's let's have some drinks this afternoon and brainstorm. Mm-hmm. What people don't realize is like everything is not my idea. Everything is not my hard work and what I am good at is becoming a superpower by joining different brains, different ideas, different passion together Because if you can do that, like, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm not the most educated. I don't have, you know, the most money. I don't have the most leverage or the most friends or like whatever it is, but I'm able to find the people that are the, you know, pieces of the puzzle that come together and together you become unstoppable because it's like all these minds, all these expertise comes together and you've got to be free enough to allow and accept those ideas and go with the flow with what other people believe is the best way forward and things like that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing is that they bring energy when you don't have any because not Mm. every day you're going to be powered up, ready to dive into whatever project it is that you know is important. Um. But when someone else is going, oh, I need to talk to you to keep move- this thing moving forward, you've just got to dive in and just do it. You don't have a choice. It's like, it's like your training buddy. Absolutely, man. Hey, so my next question is,
0: because we're talking about goals and all that kind of stuff, um, with your timelines, right? Because I know some people, they will think like two years ahead and they'll go, you know, I'm going to make a viral video about albums in two years. Some people get an idea and then they're literally emailing five minutes later and then have locked stuff in within an hour. Like where do, when you're thinking of like a new idea and if it just comes to you, what kind of spectrum do you fall
1: in there, and how do you implement your timeline? Yeah, so ah, uh, dude, I'm not organized with this stuff. So um, but I would <laughs> say I would say that I fit into some sort of um, I, I go into some sort of manic mode where I just I'm like, all right, I have this crazy idea, and if I don't, I knew yeah, that'd be the fall, answer. <laughs> all down now, and and I want to speak to you people... done out. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so, and I get really frustrated if I can't get it happening like this second. And um, no, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a planner for what I might do next year or the year after. However, I'm. I'm. I'm starting to think about the future a bit more. Um, and realizing that, you know, as I'm getting a bit older, there's some limitations. I've got. I've got um, little Jacob, our little boy, and um, we might have more kids. Um, hopefully, soon and um and realizing that i do need to plan a little bit more because it's about more than just me now um so just looking at all right well how much how much work is achievable and what project will keep me excited um to keep going and whatever so i am starting to think a little bit more about what the future holds than i than i usually would where i, I have been a little bit more impulsive yeah man so um
0: i might share just a little bit how i do it as well just to give a different perspective awesome. but i'm very much so i always have like um my bigger vision like things that happen so for instance um i launched the business map uh which is my signature business course launched that this year middle of this year but that was a plan from last year middle of last year and then to make that plan happen i was like i'm gonna launch a small course which was album academy going to slowly get bigger which is posing and lighting and then I'm going to have the framework that I need to launch my signature course which is one that I want to launch straight away but obviously like I built my way up there so that all worked out perfect um COVID hit and it actually helped in a lot of ways because people got online and they understood the concept a lot quicker um but then with any other kind of idea that comes along so say the summit I had that idea. and then, by the end of that day, um, and that was five weeks before we launched, I already put it into my Asana, which is my scheduling program. I've already contacted all the people that I need to contact. Uh, within half an hour, I sent out a message to all the speakers, like a little video messages inviting him on as if it was already a big plan. and like, you know, I was just getting in touch, but actually, I was like making it all work at the same time. <laughs> and I got onto a podcast and the podcast was about summits and it was like how to plan a summit. And the first episode that I heard was you need to have at least a three-month runway plan for marketing and everything else and organizing. And I was like, oh man, I just gave myself five weeks. And I was like, yeah, three months is good for someone that's like very more realistic. But because we work on such a high level of like how fast and how hard we push ourselves and what we invest into things, I was like five weeks is totally fine. We can make this work. And, and you did? Yeah, I think like, oh, and we made it work. And I think having um, the two different spectrums there, like, I think jumping in, not knowing, like, when you're setting a goal and you've got a big idea, most people get stuck because they don't know the steps to get there. And so the thing they think is, like, oh, I don't know where to get a website. I don't know who to contact. I don't know what I should be doing. And I think for myself, I don't know any of that stuff either, but I know step one, and step one is making the goal. And then every other step comes. And as long as I keep locking in things and making the dream work to my deadline, for me, that makes the dream work, if that makes sense.
1: Mm. Oh, mate, you're inspiring me. I don't think I spend (laughs) enough time um, looking at my own goals and working out where I want to be. I think I spend a lot of time in the moment working out what I need right now. And um, it doesn't get me to where I need to be.
0: Man, I think the other thing is like um, people don't realize how much time they have. Everyone thinks that like the next four weeks is the only four weeks of their life. And like for me, I'm able to like gain success because even like when I first started, everyone's like, put up your prices, man. Like you're undercutting the market. You should be doing more. Like you shouldn't be charging $500 or whatever. I'm like, man, everything's a long-term play for me. I'm here for the long term. I wasn't just like a flash in the pan, come and I'm gone. I'm like, I'm building confidence. I make my network. I... And I just know
1: that I can just compound things all the time. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think I've got a young guy who I'm um, sort of training at the moment to help me with a whole bunch of different things. And my biggest thing for him is I'm always like, dude, d- you don't just rush in to, mm. um, like, don't be just shooting that job because it'll help you today. Like, think, will this will this help you later on? Will this actually bring you closer to where you want to go Um, because I see a lot of people when they come in this industry they'll they'll just do whatever comes their way and that can work for some people but if they don't know where they want to go and and then how can you be intentional photographing things that they don't necessarily want to be for people who they wouldn't really want to be spending time with um, it's not really helping them I remember um, mm, do you know, did you know Matt Ebenezer? I don't know. No. So Matt, um, is, is and was a very, he's, he's, sort of, um, he's not in the industry anymore, but when he was in our industry, incredibly inspiring guy, he organized a conference, um, in Melbourne a few years back. Anyway, I remember him saying to me that photography is like his baby. And he said he just wouldn't loan out his baby. Like if you had a baby, would he just let anyone look after his baby? No. Definitely <laughs> <And> not. <laughs> so I, I, I we're not like with this young guy who I'm um, helping out at the moment and who's helping me. Um, I keep saying to him, dude, like you gotta, you gotta be selective about who, you know, wh- where are you going to go and who you can, who's going to help look after you and this, this whole process. So, you know, you're saying you gotta be a bit more intentional. You need to be building this network. It's not just about jumping in and photographing anything and everything a lot of the time um, without really thinking about where that will get you. Like it might get you a little bit of money now, but will that actually help you long term? Maybe, maybe not. Something that, yeah, man. or it might just cause you more headaches and you're like, damn it, I wish I'd learned that lesson in a slightly safer way. <laughs> I.e., yeah, look- uh, Under someone else.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you remember how I started out, if we ever talked about it, but um, I quit my job, and then you know I had two mortgages, and I, and I had a high-paying job and everything, and then went to nothing, and then quickly I really needed money, and my friends would reach out and they'd go like, "Oh, John needs some money. He's trying to chase his dream," and they would they would like hustle me work, and they'll be like, "Hey, we got friends that need a family shoot, or they need a maternity shoot, or they need newborn shoot," and because I was like so set on becoming a wedding photographer. I would literally say no and it was like i needed that three hundred dollars that job would bring me but i was like mm, i'm just not doing it man like like what am i going to do with those photos and it's, you know i'd rather spend that time like organizing a shoot myself or trying to find some new clients for my wedding stuff and to be honest it's you know if i'm doing other things that's the same as just going and getting any job anywhere i could go stack shelves and make three hundred dollars it's yep. not what i want without and the- so I- because i of- Oh, man, I didn't shoot anything else but weddings. And because I was so focused and fixated on it, on my goal, I made it happen. Even if I had to shoot them for free, I would would turn down a $300 job so I can go shoot a wedding for free. Absolutely. Because it was the stuff that I wanted to show, the portfolio I wanted to build, the albums I wanted to sell, like all that stuff. And it came down to my driving factor of that huge goal that I had. So, yeah, I 100%, 100% I'm on board with what you're saying right there. (laughs) Me just preaching a little bit. (laughs) hey um so so let's go into the next steps um when you say that you have this idea you want to make a century album and you you got a videographer and you don't know at this stage like is it going to go viral and things like that And it's not really the reason why you're doing it you know that you can just build something um but having the confidence to do that right because i know there's a lot of wedding photographers and they're just trying to freaking shoot a wedding you know like that's hard enough in itself and you're like designing an album printing an album at the same time as shooting a wedding, right? And like making viral videos and things like that. But I know like how, you know, if you're taking on something like this, how do you find um, the courage and the confidence to bet on yourself to go, you know what, like I know this is going to cost me $30,000 and I know this is going to be an extra hard thing to do during a wedding day and all this kind of stuff, but I'm going to give it a go. Like how do you come to that place?
1: Hmm. Hard question, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a hard question. Um, <laughs> the, the things that come to mind are like when when you start photographing weddings, you're new to the business, whatever it is, you spend so much time actually thinking about doing the job itself. But I think after doing this for 17 odd years now, that hasn't become the challenge for me anymore. The challenge for me is keeping me entertained and excited So, so I guess I know, I know that I know how to shoot a wedding. That's just not a concern anymore. Um, Could I be better? Absolutely. There's a thousand ways I could be better, but I know how to shoot a wedding. So I can back myself on that. So I'm looking for the things that um, I guess will push me to do something, I don't know, meaningful and exciting and fun. Um, So that's, that's all I'm focusing on. I'm just like, What's the craziest possible thing that we could do? Like I remember a, a conversation with my wife. I was, it was about oh, two weeks before Stefan Rob's wedding, um, which is the wedding where we put together this sensory album. And she was like, What's wrong? And I'm like, I am so pissed off right now. Like this this idea is okay, but it could be so much better. Like, there is so much more that we can be doing. Ah, I'm finding this thing hard and this thing hard. This person isn't getting it, you know, whatever it is. Like, and then she's just like, you've done enough. You've done enough. I'm like, no, I haven't. I am so frustrated. And I wouldn't get out of the car. Like, I just refused to get out of the car because I was just thinking, and she's like, just hurry up and come inside. Kind of. I'm like, no. And she was just basically trying to tell me, like, comfort me. I'm like, hey, you've done enough. And I'm like, no, like, it's not enough. And that's where I pushed ahead with, um, the sensor. Cause basically I was trying to get sensory images, like 3d images made up for Steph and everywhere I turned, I got roadblocks people either wanting stupid money or saying, Hey, you'll have to get that done overseas. I'm like, I can't, like I have to be there. Like I have to be involved in this. Um, it just basically it was just roadblocks everywhere. People not getting back to me. And I was so annoyed. That was like, hey, this is the most, this is going to be the best bit for her. And so I think that, that I guess desire of just wanting to um, go all out and not never being happy, never being satisfied, just helped me get out of my head of like, oh, I'm not good enough or how, you know, how do I do this to just being like, screw it. Don't care what it takes. We're just doing this. And if you can't help me, I'm going to keep searching. Um, does that kind of help? (laughs) I don't even remember what your question was now. (laughs) It really does. And then to dive a little bit
0: deeper on that, like, um, and I, and I love what you're saying there. Like, can you tell me when you do go to those lulls or that resistance and the pushback? Because I know, you know, I've done so many projects myself and you always get the people, you get naysayers, you get people that are like, it's impossible. Um, you shouldn't do so much. You should stay in your lane, like slow down, like things like that. How do you push through those things? Like how do you, like uh, any tips on like actually stepping back and resetting and and going like, hey, so uh, no, I believe in my vision. This is going to happen and I understand your limiting beliefs and whatever it is, but, but I'm going to back myself.
1: Have you got any practical tips on that? I think this is where you've got to go back to your team. With that team of people around you who have shared your vision, if you have those crappy moments and you can just reach out to your team and they back you and they remind you that this is something that's worth doing. Um, And also if it, if it, these things, the things that you do when you're going to put your heart and soul into something, it really needs to match your, just who you are as a human. So for me, I have been, um, ever since I was a little kid, like gift giving has been my thing. Like I always loved giving gifts. Yeah. You've you've, uh, sent me a gift before. Oh, there you go. Um, so, <laughs> I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> it's of just, like it. and it's how I show. It's how I show people love, and it's how I basically say See, I love I, language. I've noticed. Yeah. I notice you, and um, yeah. And so that kept me going as well. Just the fact that, um, well, that keeps me going in general. Um, like I planned just last week. I planned a big ten year. Like it was a, it was our Kath and my um, ten year wedding anniversary last week, and I planned something kind of crazy, like pretty silly for compared to what most people would do for their ten year wedding. But I was like, and the whole time I'm like, oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> like, I just I was embarrassed by how hard that I was going into this. <laughs> mm. that, that doesn't sound good, does it, Tom? And anniversaries and going hard into something anyway um (laughs) (laughs) keep it a family show um but yeah i was so almost embarrassed but then i'm like no this is who i am and i had to remind myself yes i'm doing this for Kath, my wife but it's okay that i'm doing this a little bit for me too this brings me joy going at all out on something brings me joy and that is okay Absolutely. So, and, and just realize yeah. there's so many, like in pretty much everything we do, there's a selfish aspect to it. But that is okay. Like if we give to a charity, it's like, well, that makes me feel good and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so, anyway, go
0: on. Really, you can dive I absolutely <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely I like I love that. Really love that um,
1: responses. Surprise. Anyway.
0: No, it was good. I absolutely love that advice, like getting back to your team and stuff. And, and I guess like we have to do, we have to remind ourselves of who we are and what our truth is as well. And I'm the same, like, sometimes I'm like, Hey, am I going too far, pushing too much? Am I doing too crazy? And then I'm like, man, be true to yourself. Who are you trying to conform to? Who are you trying to impress? Like, just do you, you know? And I have to, I have to actually physically say that to myself, like look in the mirror and go, just do it, man. Just do you makes you happy. Who cares what, what everybody's saying to you or the resistance that you get or whatever it is. So that really helps. Hey, um, so to finish up on this, to close the loop. So you, you've done these uh, things that have gone viral and people can find them on YouTube, can't they? So they can find you James Day and, um, and Google search.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't know if how- they want to check it out. Oh. Yeah, out there on the
0: internet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but to close the loop, when you finish a project like this, so you so you've started off. Um, just just to give a a little bit of a backtrack to all the listeners, um. You've started off, you've got an idea, you've you've been relentless, you've launched it straight away, you've got your team together, you've gone out, you've reached out to people, not everyone was on board of your ideas. You got some resistance, you've gone back to your team, reconfirmed it's the right thing, and then got your courage back and you've gone forward again. And then you've pulled this thing off and it's all worked. How do you feel after that? I wanna know, like, do you feel accomplished? Do you feel, um, you know? I, Do you feel high? Like I want to know.
1: Yeah, like honestly, just you saying that has me emotional. So the feeling, I would liken it to. Even though I'm not, I'm not at all athletic, but I would liken it to winning an Olympic gold. When you have pushed so hard, like I honestly, like if I was to reflect back on some of the highlights of my life, number one, when I saw my boy being born. All right that's unparalleled. Apart from that, the the first few things that are going to come to mind are those projects. Um, the feeling is unmatchable when you go, oh my goodness, I did it. Like we did it. It happened after all of that. Um, and, and actually I want to quickly touch on one thing that sort of come to mind. Cause I think that we're, we're in an industry full of, um, people who are keen to follow but there's got to be a point where you turn around and you go, all right, I'm going to lead. Um, and you know, we can buy presets, we can buy courses, we can buy all this stuff, but there's got to be a point where you go, all right, it's my turn. And, and I've tell you what the, the satisfaction from putting something out there that is in some ways all you and your idea, um, and your product. I've actually, I'm working on, uh, new product thing at the moment, which is completely like a, a total reflection of everything that is me. And I cannot wait to put it out there, right? Um, It's just so satisfying when it's yours rather than just rehashing someone else's thing. So I don't know who, who needs to hear that, but there's got to be a point where you go, all right, it's my turn. Let's go. Yeah.
0: I believe that. Man, I resonate with all that so much. I feel like we should do a project together. Um, You know, every every time I always, you know, I finish something and and then I'm always sort of like I'm high and I'm low. I'm low that it's like it's finished and it's over. Um, I always get self-critical and I think about how I can do things better and then I start getting inspired and I start getting excited about how I could do it better and how I'm going to do something else because I never hang on to something. Like you know me, like I've done so many things, but I'm never just like stagnant going like oh that's my thing and it's gonna be forever i'm like man i'm pushing i'm going places you know like i'm i'm changing my careers i'm launching something like let's do this stuff because what excites me is bringing my idea out to the world and getting people around it and creating a movement and creating i don't know something that i feel that's bigger than myself and i love doing that and bringing people on the journey with me
1: yeah bringing people on the journey with you that's one of the most exciting parts hey like
0: it really is, man.
1: You know, you can you can go and go away by yourself or whatever, but when you um when you're doing this with someone someone you love or with like doing life with someone you love or you know, a project with a whole bunch of like minded people, that's there's not much better than that. Nothing. <laughs> In my books. <laughs> I can't think of it.
0: So I can't, I can't think of anything, yeah. <laughs> um james we should do a project together sometime i like your ideas so always keep me in mind and um you know what i'm like i'm always jumping on board on whatever it is i like the journey as well
1: <laughs> yeah man um well maybe i'll speak to you about this little project that i have going on privately <laughs> Go on.
0: always always uh reach out so hey um just to just to circle back to all the listeners um so much good stuff right there. James has been dropping some absolute fire. I, I resonate with so many things. Talking about you know, let go and outsource, and bring a team, bring people into your world. You don't, you're a creative entrepreneur. You don't have to be alone. Um, mm. And we all go through lulls, so make sure you have people in your corner you can go back to and talk to. Keep pushing through those short-term goals, those long-term goals. It doesn't matter as long as it gets you excited. Don't worry about the return on investment and the other businessy things like. Your gun's blazing. Get out there. Do something that's meaningful that makes you so excited. Because I tell you what, like James spending $30,000 on something, is he sad? Is he annoyed right now? Is he is he devastated he doesn't have that money? Like, definitely not. Has he got an amazing story he can tell his grandkids? Definitely yes. And that to me is more powerful than what anything $30,000 could buy anybody. And I always say that to people. It's like, what, what does the money in the bank bring you? And what does the experiences bring you? You know, What story do you want to be telling those grandkids? So all those things. And any last words that you want to finish off with, James, just to get everyone motivated and inspired and, and ready to hit 2021 and some of those crazy
1: goals, some of those
0: crazy ideas they got in their heads?
1: You know, one of the, the first things that come to mind is just encouraging people to let some stuff go. So to do some of these things you may have to let some stuff go because you aren't superhuman you can only do so much there's a lot that needs our attention at the moment um in our personal lives like we have like everyone has so much going on so if you have way too much if you've got a massive backlog of work if if you need help start you know outsourcing some stuff start getting some stuff off your to-do list so that you can then actually get into some of the more fun stuff, the project stuff that will actually take you on one of these journeys rather than just getting you stuck behind a desk. And as I said, at the very start of the call, my goal, when I started as a photographer was to spend as little time behind a desk as I possibly could, because as, as my dad told me on his deathbed, that was no fun and that's not what he'd recommend. So yeah. You, you don't have Powerful. to
0: <laughs> Where can we find you to say hi and thank you for today?
1: Um, well, you could turn up at my house, but that would be creepy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're on Instagram, which probably everyone is, um, James Day Weddings um, and a website, which is jamesday.com.au and all those kind of things, that'll do. <laughs>
0: awesome man hey big thank you for sharing your inside knowledge of you know your past experiences and everything um i've obviously admired everything that you do from afar for a long time and i'm really happy that you got to bring the listeners some of this absolute fire because i know someone out there is going to be like man i resonate with that and i just needed someone to say that to me and now i'm ready so thank you
1: no, thanks so much for having me on, dude. You've you've been someone who has continually inspired me with your energy, so it's been nice to connect today. So thank you. You've given me some of your energy, I feel like.
0: <laughs> That's good, man. That's success to me, I think. <laughs> Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make your break is brought to you by Jailong and produced at our in-house studio Free the Bird Productions We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones For more information on this podcast our online courses products, workshops or just want to say hi we're here for you at Jailong.co